Today's going to be a good time. Today's going to be a oh, blast. Oh, it's always a good time. It's always a good time, Pat. A <laughs> little more off the cuff today, a little back and forth, although we, we did some preparation. The show today is encapsulated as Keys to Sustainability in CrossFit. Some, mm. Something which we can have some fun with because I hear all the time, so-and-so got burnt out or I got to have to take a, a break for some reason. Of course, there might be wonderful reasons to take breaks, but... If the reason you're taking a break is maybe you didn't make some good decisions and that gave you a negative CrossFit experience, well, maybe we can help some folks out. That's absolutely that, that's all I'm saying. <clears throat> and so. on, on, on the more selfish end, too, I'll give you a little anecdote, Pat, that happened to me recently. And this made me feel uh, all, all warm and fuzzy inside. Uh, we're recording this just after Memorial Day. Mm -hmm. And uh, I did Memorial Day Murph at the affiliate. It was a lot of fun. Uh, and there was a young man that was having a hard time with the uh, final run. And so I decided I was going to run with him. And, and knowing you know, that you hate running, and... little does he know that's actually quite a nice thing for you to do. <laughs> yeah, well, actually, it saved me a little bit because his pace was a little bit uh, on the slower end. So anywho, um, point being is that he uh, came to me after the workout and, you know, we're just chatting a little bit. He's a newer member, younger guy. I estimate he's probably in his early twenties. And he said, Hey, how long have you been doing CrossFit for? And I said, uh, Oh, uh, 15 years. And the look that he gave me <laughs> was, uh, was priceless. I was like, yes, this is, this is it. This is the long-term CrossFitters dream. Yeah. Is, uh, you know, in that look, was so many things. Uh, you know, I could tell that he thought, wow, this guy's been at it a while. And I don't think he, you know, caught that I was that much older than him. Uh, you know, he's still doing pretty well for his age. All of these things kind of wrapped up in that one quick interaction. So how are you anyway. feeling from Murph? I'm sore. I'm so sore. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I'm, uh, I'm having the same. I'm having the same experience. And I will say this before, before we get into funny uh, divergences. You know, as I told you offline, one of my two dogs was kind enough to ingest a rock and cost me thousands mm. of dollars in un, unforeseen surgery bills. As I was sitting in the, this was Memorial Day morning. Oh wow! Sitting in the emergency vet's parking lot, thinking about how. I had to go home and do Murph later. Three people ran by the parking lot in weight vests, and they all looked fit. Oh, no and I way. was like, I did not know that there was a CrossFit gym near here. There obviously How is. About you know, that? You, yeah. you can you can just tell. You can just tell yourself some CrossFitters <laughs> when you see them. Nobody else running around with vests today. So okay, well, let's keep those people. Let's keep us. Let's keep everybody in a good track, a long, healthy, sustainable CrossFit life. Why don't you kick it off? What's what's one of the keys you'd like to? Just throw out to the old internet. Okay, well, I'll, I'll bang the drum all day long that consistency really is key. And that's nothing new. We've talked about that uh, in a variety of different ways over a host of different topics. Uh, if you guys have been listening to other episodes, that should be no surprise. But I think that if you can build consistency in the little things from, hey, I've scheduled the workouts uh, that I'm going to do. Maybe you don't know exactly what you're, you're going to do, but you know that Monday, Wednesday, Friday, at eight o'clock in the morning, that's workout time. Mm -hmm. And that's just the way it is. You've kind of taken that decision out of your mind. It is already there. Um, same thing with little uh, lifestyle habits like diet, you know, establish early. When am I going to go off the rails? Decide that, 
Maybe it's Saturday night. I know it's just all, all bets are off. That's me and my friends and my, my family or whatever. We get together and do pizza and a movie night. Awesome. I don't worry about it. But the rest of the time, I have a pretty dialed in approach. That decision's been made. You don't have to think about it anymore. And so as many of those little consistent things that you can do over time that just build a habit to the point where your baseline is pretty good. It doesn't have to be flawless, mm-hmm. but without thinking about it, you've crafted uh, habits that support a lifestyle that you can sustain inevitably. Yeah, I think that's, that's the big one. Consistency, 100%. And the only thing I will push back on a bit with you is your wording at least led me to believe that the pizza meant going off the rails. I think that's just part of a healthy diet. <laughs> so maybe I need to... But you get your vegetables, you get your proteins. It's <laughs> we actually potentially could do a future show on just you know, lessons Pizza? learned in the cheat night realm because I've done a whole bunch of oh, different yeah. stuff there. Oh, I, I have learned, not to derail this myself, that I am that person regarding consistency. I have to have Wednesday night is my night that I have a treat. Some mm. Some people, and I envy them, are like, no, I can allow myself to snack a little bit each night. Like I can bring home a pint of ice cream and have just two or three spoonfuls tonight, two or three spoonfuls. I'm like, if I open that thing, it's, I don't know what happened. I black out. I don't know what happened. You know, so I have to, consistency and, and discipline is mission critical for me. So yes, that's, yeah. that's 100%. My first one is going to be potentially you're doing too much. Okay, so if we're mm. looking for a key to being sustainable in CrossFit, it's really easy these days, in my humble opinion, to fall into the whole more is better trap. And if one workout gets me this fit, two workouts must get me twice as fit, three workouts will get me three times as fit, but the math doesn't work out that way for the overwhelming majority yeah. of regular human beings <laughs> walking the planet. So, you know, understand the difference between want and need. You know, you might want to do a little bit more. That's cool. I got nothing against that. But understand that you probably don't need to, to be incredibly Mm -hmm. fit, healthy, capable for anything. And then doing a bit less, but doing it better with more virtuosity will, in my opinion, treat your body better, treat your joints better, allow you to have a long, happy, healthy career in in this thing that we call CrossFit. So... Just make sure you don't fall into the more is better trap. That would be my first one. Oh, I'll absolutely add to that and say that uh, I think I might steal a little bit of your thunder Please. from something you're, you're going to bring up later on. But uh, I always thought that if you took the approach of I take a rest, I do a little bit less than, than I want to, that really fuels your motivation to get back to it because you're like, oh, right. I can't wait to get back and see what I can do or see, you know have the next challenge or whatever, rather than being just ground out and starting to slide into the mentality of, oh, I have to go do this again. Oh man, there's so much to, to accomplish. There's, you know, it's just this overwhelming amount of physical, physical activity that you have to yep. complete You've got, rather than, you, oh, I got a little bit more. I, I can't wait to get back in there. You got plenty of time. You don't need to do it all today. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta, Shut it down right before you think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You got, yeah. You got plenty of time. So, all right. What's, what's your next one? Okay. My next one is that uh, you should expect to have deviations in both motivation and goals. And so yes. your motivation is going to ebb and flow. Again, getting back to my first point, if you built up a reasonable baseline of lifestyle habits, it doesn't matter if your motivation is there or not. 
because your baseline is not so far off the rails that it really matters at the end of the day. So if you can remove that from it, that's great. Um, and then the second thing is that certain things that once were motivating to you will no longer be. We talked about uh, recently, you know, different stages of life. Mm-hmm. You might come into to working out because you want to look awesome on the beach. You know, five, ten years into it, that might not be important to you anymore. And there's something else that has taken that place. So if you're still approaching it with the motivation of aesthetics as your primary driver, it's not going to be satisfying and you're going to burn out. So expect that. Uh, and I'll, I'll kind of punctuate this with uh, one of the two rules I have for people Uh, when they work with me at the CrossFit Games or any of our competitive events. The first is you don't talk about the events. The second is that that you got to be ready to flex. And what I mean by that is in a dynamic environment, and I'm sure you're aware of this with lots of things you've done over the years, but when you're in a dynamic environment, you're going to have a plan, and then that plan is going to be useless because somebody comes (laughs) in and says, no, we're doing it differently now. And if you expect that, there's no hard feelings. Mm Mm-hmm. But if you come into it with this rigid adherence to what your original idea was, you're going to have a lot to contend with mentally. And I think it's the same thing with longevity. If I expect that my motivation is going to ebb and flow, I expect that different things are going to motivate me. It's no surprise when it comes up and I can just deal with it. No plan survives contact with the enemy. There you go. <laughs> it was. Uh, you touched on something in there, changes in motivation. And I like that because, in my opinion, motivation's great, but it's not a lifelong yeah. friend. It's kind of fickle. Yeah. It's there some days. It's not there other oh, days. Yeah. It ebbs and it flows. And so if if motivation is the only thing that gets you to work out, if you were me, you might miss as many days as you get in. So almost, yep. almost if I only worked out when I was motivated, it's been, it would have been a while, you know? So <laughs> having whatever you have to develop, those other goals, that exterior motivation, that, that discipline, perseverance, whatever it is that helps then lead to the consistency, uh, I think will get you in a, in a good place for sure. So yeah, I would say motivation can be, can be a fickle little thing. Oh, yeah. All right, you're up. All right, next on my list, where am I? Okay, here we go. Intensity. Ooh. Your friend and mine are uh, the, the, the devil on your shoulder and the angel on the other shoulder. So in, <laughs> intensity is such a mission-critical aspect of CrossFit and one that you know I'll call myself on out on that I didn't understand for quite a long time or misinterpreted or misused that I, when I first got into CrossFit and was just doing it in my garage every workout from the outside of somebody walked by, it probably looked like an attempted suicide. Like I just would (laughs) with a barbell in my hand, like I just tried to kill myself every single day. And I was at a phase in my life where I could actually sustain that for a decent period of time. But Mm. that, that eventually train ran off the tracks. Like it, it always will. I thought that, hey, if you're doing CrossFit, it's this high-intensity training. These people go berserk every time. And and if you're not laying on the ground, incoherent, non-communicative, non-ambulatory, and just a pool of your own body fluids, (laughs) you didn't do the workout right, you know? Like, why are you holding back? And, geez, I look back. I look back at those days and just shake my head about how, like, I wasn't off by a little bit. Like, I was so far off. Like, yeah. 
Intensity yeah. is mission critical. It drives results. Like you, you want it in your life. But you gave such a great example of one of the first podcasts of like, if it's a candle, how close are you holding your hand to that flame? And the closer you hold it to that flame, you can't hold it there for long. It's unsustainable. Yep. But if you have it too far, well, you're not going to get the heat of the candle. So there is this sweet spot and, and you can modulate it. Some days I'm going to mm-hmm. ride a bit closer to the fire. But if I do that, I have to have a couple days, you know, further away so that my body feels okay. And there's this undulation. And I didn't get that for, for way too long as a CrossFit novice. And, yeah. and, and now only looking back, you know, it's my goal to pass this on to people because I do think that will be one of the keys to you having a, a long, happy experience in, in CrossFit. Better to decide to take that path than to be forced into it. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> you know, and far too many people are, are forced into it. So hopefully they can, yep. hopefully we can help them out a bit. Okay. That's, that's two for me. Back to you. Okay. Next one has to do with maintenance. And I think that this is a term that gets thrown around a lot. You know, you talk about like body maintenance or whatever, and people have this vision of, rolling around on a lacrosse ball for 90 minutes. And, and that's great. I mean, there's definitely some utility in, in some of those techniques. No question there. Um, but what I mean is, is maintenance of kind of a short-term versus long-term goal. Um, you know, in the, in the short term, I think everybody's goal is better. I want to have a heavier deadlift. I want to have a faster fran time, whatever that mm-hmm. is. Um, but if you start to think more long-term about the outcomes that you want most of them will not be tied to a single performance metric. They will be tied to the maintenance of ability above what the average person can do in a given age bracket. And that's not to say that, you know, you don't expect a high performance out of yourself, but it's different than the short-term goal of, I want to be able to deadlift 500 pounds this summer. Right. And in many cases, that short-term goal that is singularly approached might actually detract from that long-term outcome of 30 years from right. now, oh, I yeah. still want to be the guy that is top of the heap or, you know, way better than is projected for somebody of that demographic. And so, that comes more into clear focus as you enter the time domain, like when you had that conversation with that kid doing Murph and you're like, I've been doing it yeah. this long. It's right. like you're you're probably not going to get that far in the race if you're short sighted. You have to exactly, and you're not doing yep. the sort of maintenance that you just said there. So, yes, one hundred percent. All right, then. let me and let me piggyback on that. Please. So uh, I'll take it the more traditional route too with with maintenance. I think that as you are involved in anything physical for a long time, you know, we talk a lot about the utility of coaching and having an external person guide you. That's super valuable if you have the opportunity to get somebody around you like that. But I think the opposite end of that coin is that everybody has the personal responsibility to know what their kind of pet issues are. Mm-hmm. You know? So, for example, only I know the, the history that my shoulders have been through. And over enough time, I am the one that is singularly responsible to make good decisions surrounding that. A coach can help guide me. A coach can certainly, you know, be a sounding board for that sort of thing. But I have to own what is going to be necessary to keep me in the game for the long term. And even more so, if you happen to be one of the many, many people 
who just hit the workout in their garage solo. You don't have yep. even that external right. voice of the coach to be like, are you sure that's a good idea? You know, isn't your shoulder yep. a little grouchy? Like you're not even going to get that. You're it's you're going to load the bar and you're going to do it or you're not. So giving yourself that grace and having that self-awareness is if you want to be around for a while, I would I would wholeheartedly <laughs> I would wholeheartedly do that. You know, you you mentioned, you know, some body maintenance uh taking care of yourself. And I have a, a side question, which is you are mm. one of the more flexible and limber people that I know. Do you just dedicatedly work on that every day? As somebody is just tight, tight and rigid, no. I'm so envious. Is it, or is it just there now? Well, I mean, there are lots of days in the past in my younger life where, yes, I did pursue that, you know, really, really hard. Okay to get to that level of flexibility. But yeah, for the most part, a lot of it is, is just kind of there now for better or worse. I mean, there's, there's some drawbacks to, to yeah. that as well in the same way that like, I if you have somebody who, though. well, I mean, in, in the same way, it's like, you know, you have somebody who played, uh, you know, college football and they built up to being able to deadlift 600 pounds by age 18, mm-hmm. even 15 years removed from that <laughs> football right. career, you get that person into the gym, they're going to be okay with a barbell in their hands. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's the same they kind of thing. Be able to move so. a little weight. Fair yeah. enough. <laughs> All right, my next one, my third one is taking rest days. Mm. I. It's funny. I guess to each their own, right? Some people, it just bothers them to not be in the gym that day. They just abhor the rest day. Can't stand it. I love rest days. I wish it just rained rest days left and right. <laughs> I've got nothing on my schedule. I got a bit more freedom during the day. And I've never had a trouble doing it, but I would encourage people, please take your rest days. Please don't fall into that other potential trap that it's a badge of honor to say you've worked out 29 consecutive days in a row or something like that. I know people that do that. And I actually know several that are very high performers and it, thus mm. far it appears that they're doing okay. But I have to think even for them, that check becomes due at some point in time in the future. Just They're just lucky and blessed that it's going to be far longer than it would have been for me. So whether you take a full rest day, which is my personal favorite, doing just nothing, or you like to still move your body a little bit and do a bit more of an active one, great, but please take it. And then don't fall into the second potential pitfall, which is if you are going to make it an active rest day, don't make that a camouflaged another day of training that you added the loading or the intensity or or whatnot, that it's really another session in the gym. And truth be told, you didn't give your your body and your mind, quite frankly, uh, a break. So that taking of the rest days, in my opinion, also helps modulate circles back to what I spoke with the number two, which is intensity. And if if you want to have some fuel in the tank, since you're modulating your intensity to hit some of those days nice and hard, you have to allow yourself to rest on some other days. It's just, you, you, can't, yep. you can't have both. So that's my number three there. Anything to weigh in on that or right yeah. on to your next one? No, that's, that's actually a great segue into my next one. I'll, you know, I'll just say that rest days, same kind of concept we talked about before. Take them before you need them. Right, right. You know, don't get forced into it. That's, that is a guaranteed way to have that one rest day turned into two or three or a week. And then, <laughs> yes. you know, you're, you're back into a different habit. The rest week. So, exactly. Um, my next one was the value of time away. 
And so it's kind of expanding on this idea of a rest day. Like, yeah, those regular rest days that you put in there, super valuable. Um, but I think stepping away entirely from, from the regular routine that you've been doing for a long time, like once you're in that groove, I think there's a lot of people out there that would benefit from the mental break. You said that really well. Uh, where I don't have to pursue the same goal that I've been pursuing for the last X amount of time. I can just step away from that. Maybe I'll still go to the gym and do some things, but I'm not really concerned with the outcome for this period of time. I'm not even really concerned with what I'm doing when I get there. It's just a complete time away from my dedicated program. Mm. It might even be a completely different activity. Maybe it's, you know, I'm, I'm going to go for an extended hike with the dog. Right instead of come into the gym and worry about my bench press or whatever it is. So taking some time away so that you come back fresh and ready to get after it. I suffer from that. I don't know. I want to turn this into a pat therapy session, but this is like, <laughs> you need another hour for that. Yeah. Right. I mean, you know, my, my wife has brought this up to my attention is, is I have to be conscious of this because I can sometimes have what it would if I'm being honest with myself, what would probably border on an unhealthy obsession with being healthy or working out, so to speak. So mm. what I mean is I have some things set in my head that they have to happen and, and I can yeah. be a bit rigid and unflexible on them. So we could have something where, I don't know, we have a storm come through the yard and two big trees get knocked down. And so I have to spend the majority of the day chopping up trees, either with a chainsaw, moving them into big chunks, just moving them somewhere else in the woods, like manual labor for like four mm -hmm. or five hours. But then at the end of that, I can't just go inside because I didn't quote unquote work out. And so I'll be, <laughs> get, you know, into the bedroom, like getting into my workout clothes and my wife will be like, what are you doing? And I was like, well, I got to work out. She's like, what have you been doing for the last five hours? Yeah. I was like, that doesn't count. And I can sit here now and hear how ridiculous that sounds. But I will say, I do struggle with that a bit, actually, the, the stepping away. Yeah. And and I could probably benefit from a bit more balance uh, or breaks. So, yeah, I'm one of well, those you people. Could, I mean, you could just substitute one activity for another, you know, substitute the normal routine that you've got for something that you don't normally do. Mm -hmm. you know, maybe it's a bike ride with the kids or something, something different that's still physical, you know, and you can make it hard enough so that you feel that you get a quote unquote workout but it's not the norm. Yeah, no, I no, I, yeah, I could I could make that happen. Just do some soccer with the kids, basically a sprint day at the there track. There you go. <laughs> okay, the, the next one for me, here we go. Embrace the fundamentals and resist mm. the urge to advance sooner than is prudent. Oh, this might be the best one on the list, oh, Pat. I mean, there's just, and this could loop into, I've got, I got too many. I had to loop, I had to, you know, take some away, but this could be looped into another one, which is comparison is a thief of joy. And so you might be mm. a beginner, you might be intermediate, you might be whatever, it could change on the workout, the movement, except you know, maybe you're great with the power lifts, but you're a beginner with the Olympic lifts, who cares? But then you have that pesky phone in your hand that has Instagram on it, and you're following all these people <laughs> that they've also been doing cross at the same amount of time as you, and look at the loading on their bar, and suddenly... You might be moving faster than you should, making decisions which are not best in line with having a long, happy, healthy career. I mean, maybe your air squat's not great. Well, don't add a bunch of loading to it. I remember, again, social pressure or just advancing too quickly. We were at 
our son's lacrosse game, and there was a couple moms watching their kids, and my wife was there talking to them, and they were they'd been into CrossFit for about a year, and they just knew that we did CrossFit too. That you know that was it. And so they asked my wife, they're like, "Hey, you, you know, you do this CrossFit stuff, don't you?" And she's like, "Yeah." And so the woman had some questions about some training that she had that day, and uh, she showed it to my wife on her phone. And it was like this crazy day's training. Like, I mean, it was rigorous. Oh, it was huge. And laundry list. Multiple things of squat sessions and pause squat and in loadings. And it was just all this crazy stuff. My wife was like, holy cow. She's like, just so you know, like obviously do what you want to do. But she said, I didn't even do that when I went to the games, quite frankly. And so I, it's kind yeah. of odd that you're doing that as just a regular person trying to live a normal life. And she said, I, I have to ask you, you know, how's your air squad? The woman went, oh, it's terrible. <laughs> that was her response. Uh, but yet there was all this loading and complexity added to it because some of those things are very in vogue. I mean, you, you see them all the time sure. and, and you feel the pressure to follow along either with your athletes or with yourself individually. If, if you could just get rid of all that external distraction and somehow have the discipline and focus to truly just lay out lay out what you need to do on the timeline that you need to do it with no external pressure or distractions you would be a unique human being but i think you would be so well served by doing that mhm yeah well i think that there's often a pressure from both ends on that, you know, the coach, I think, especially a younger coach feels the need to really either impress their clients with all sorts of, you know, bells and whistles in the program and, or show the client that, yeah, you're going to get a workout with me. Right. Don't worry. It's going to be hard enough, et cetera. Right. Yep. And I don't think that's a long, I don't think that's a good long-term mentality. No. And, um, and, and I'm not sitting here throwing stones Again, if we had footage of everything that I've done, I certainly was guilty of moving way too fast, wanting oh, to yeah. do, yeah. Um, you fill in the blank, this movement or this lift, or I wanted to do this prescribed because I just felt some need to do it and I had no business doing it. No business yep. doing it. So the only reason that I can present these keys to sustainability because I'm also the idiot that did all of these things wrong. Oh. Absolutely. So. Yep. Learn learn from our experience. I, I wholeheartedly second all of that. <laughs> yes. uh, yeah. Oh man, that's uh, the fundamentals. People just don't don't want them. I, I maybe this is the West Coaster in me, or the uh, the fact that I'm you know getting a little more gray uh, these days. But I always come back to, at least at this time in my life, I'm like, what's the rush? Like I got the rest of my life. Correct. I'm gonna be doing this stuff until they put me in the ground. So. Yep. You got, what, what's my rush? You got nothing but time. All right, back to you. Exactly. Okay, my turn. Uh, this is kind of a twofer. Okay. Um, this is like my last big one here. Uh, the, the line that is often repeated as part of the 100 Words of Fitness put out by Greg Glassman so many years ago, still valuable, as valuable, if not more so today, uh, at the end of that is learn and play new sports. And I think what is wrapped up in that that is so important is the value of becoming a beginner again mm, mm -hmm. beyond all the physical benefits beyond all the you know neurological benefits of learning new things or whatever just the headspace that it takes to get into something where you know that you're not going to have a lot of proficiency 
And going down that path of experiencing things with a fresh set of eyes, giving yourself the permission to be a beginner and know that it's not going to be pretty, and finding situations to put yourself in that allow that on a regular basis, I think is huge. Not all the time, because you don't want to get discouraged. And it's good to, you know, experience the things that you are good with. But I think regularly, it can be very refreshing to be like, there's no expectation except for that I'm a beginner. Yeah, I, I will have to admit it's been a while since I've been in that situation myself. I'm guilty. I'm guilty of that as well. And it would be it would get me far outside my comfort zone. Yeah, I've got a couple. Hmm, I got a lot left. I'm not going to go into all of them. Maybe okay. we'll do a we'll do a show number two down the road. This doesn't go too long. I've got two that now as I just look at them and maybe I'll wrap it into one. Ah. Mm. Okay, well, I'll, all right, I'll start with the clickbait phrase, which is, oh, your workout should not be very difficult. So that phrase taken in isolation with no further nuanced explanation would probably have a strong disagreement from a lot of people because, you know, we do difficult things in the gym all the time. What do you mean it's not supposed to be very difficult? It's supposed to be very easy? Well, no, that's, those aren't the only two categories, very difficult and very easy. <laughs> Your workout should, and I chose the words precisely, it is my opinion your workout should not be very difficult. It should be slightly difficult in general, okay? Because for most people, if it's very difficult, well, that may imply that it's it's too much for you. It's outside your skill level. The loading is too much. The volume is too much, whatever it is. And if people do very difficult things all the time, from a loading or a skill or a technique perspective, well, that's not reinforcing good habits long-term, period. Yeah. It seems like it's outside your skill level. And also, if people do very difficult things all the time, there's usually a low chance of success. There's a low chance of getting a good time, a good score, whatever you want to say, and that's mentally defeating in the long-term. What your workout should be is it should be slightly difficult. It should be just, I don't want to say just outside your grasp, but but somewhat just outside your grasp that it makes you push and it makes you strive a little bit because you do need to push yourself to get that adaptation, both physically and mentally. If your workout's easy, you're not getting that. If it's very difficult every day, you're missing the boat in a different direction. So having the workout be, in vague terms, what I would say, appropriately challenging. It should be appropriately Mm. challenging, and that's a moving target as well based upon where you are in your development power lifts, Olympic lifts, gymnastics, whatever it happens to be. But ideally, either yourself or your coach or whatnot can find the way to make that workout, you know, slightly difficult for you or appropriately challenging through learning and embracing scaling. Scaling is fantastic. Some people say it's a bad word. That doesn't make any sense to me. I really think it's, it is the way to go. I think more people should scale more often to not only keep themselves fit, happy, and healthy for a long period of time, but allow themselves to learn and to progress in a really nice, sustainable way. So scaling would be kind of my, my yeah. last one there. To, to me, this is really, really uh trying to drive at the concept of building towards something versus testing an ability that's already there. Mm, mm-hmm. And so if your mentality is that every day I'm going to go into the gym and test myself, mm-hmm. okay, well, sooner or later, that's just going to grind you out. 
But if your mentality conversely is you, you're going to come into the gym to try to build towards something systematically, I think that's exactly what you're talking about. I'm going to go just beyond what I thought I could do. Right. It's, it's, it's tough, but not overwhelming. It's not a cakewalk. That's that sweet spot. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't agree more. I love that. And it takes a while to find that, and you're going to mess it up every now and then, and you, oh, yeah. you'll know when you do. <laughs> and you're going to intentionally make a bad choice sometimes. Yep. You know? yep. Sometimes you get to come in, and you're like, I just need to know, and you're going to go for it. And then other times, you're going to come in, and you'll be like, you know what? I, the check in the box is that I'm here. I don't care if my effort is terrible. Yep. <laughs> I'm just going to own that, and it's going to be an easy day, whatever. At least it's better than nothing. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what. Maybe we'll leave this on a bit of a cliffhanger because I've got oh I've got six more on the list here that I that I could go. We've already gone over thirty Wait, hold minutes. On. I bet I bet I can name them. It's like uh, ice bath, chia seed, some sort of uh, product that you have to buy. Yep, those are the real potions. secrets to potions conceive. and yeah. lotions. <laughs> <laughs> so so maybe we'll circle back for a keys to sustainability number two sometime in the future. I don't know when. Can't promise it, but. This is, I mean, this is a topic that anyone that's been around the community for a while most likely has an opinion on. So, of course, we'd like to hear them. Go to the BTWB YouTube channel. Go to this episode and write in the comments, what are your, you know, do you have some different takes than we do? Do you agree with us on some things? Think we're way off base? Whatever it is, we want to hear about it. And if you have an idea for a future episode, let us know that as well. We read the comments. We pay attention. And we'd love to hear from you. So, Boz, nice job in Murph. And once, oh, thank you. It was, I don't know if it was a nice job, but it got done and I'm sore and uh, had a great time with the community. For, so. for the folks at home, are you willing to divulge your time? Uh, you know, I don't even know what it was because, like I said, I, I was out on the second run. I saw the guy uh, who was having a hard time with that run. I decided I would pace it out with him. And we just got back to the gym when we got back. So I, I wasn't worried about it at that point. All right. Well, I'll tell you what, no one's going yeah. to believe you. And we will. <laughs> well, we will. but you can go. <laughs> I, I'll give you a little plug. You could go back on the uh, Beyond the Whiteboard app and you can check out my 2020 time. So at least there's that. In All there. right. But Fair enough. All right. Well, in, until next time, <laughs> we will see you later. All right.